This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Craft. This is Nick from Hessian Farm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. It's Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorf from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. And we're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Radiance unyielding before my very eyes. Unable to reason. Unable to think. So I give. In and out of orbit, I am led. Notions of sirens begin to emerge. Is it a lie? To decide Do I even care? Unkind
All right, we started off episode 248 with a song off of Inertia's The Human Element release. We listened to Synaptic Bugle. Awesome. So I heard um, they had their release show in Buffalo mm-hmm. this past weekend. Yes. And I heard it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're having a Rochester release show this Saturday, the 20th, at the Montage, alongside Dance in Disarray, Walt Hexen, Gravesite, Absentia, Divinex, and of course, Inertia is ending the night. Nice. Yeah. Should be a fun show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We were planning on actually going to the Buffalo show, but um, I get nervous when the weather is not ideal because we have a sub pump that constantly runs and I don't want the basement it's to flood. It's a sump. It's not a sub pump. I, I said sump. <laughs> God. Um, so Saturday we went to our second wrestling event. Yes. Extreme wrestling force. Yeah. Um, so Adam for Adam for Poli kind of turned us onto it. Mm-hmm. The first time we went, we went with him, and Saturday we recruited even more people. Um, Josh Palmer and his wife came out with us. Yes, and um, Adam, and then one of Adam's friends, Noah, and we had a blast. We did. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, there were way more people at that this last event than the event we were at a couple months ago. You think way more or, or more? I don't know if it was way more. I would say, I mean, the audience isn't huge to begin with, but mm. I would say at least 15 to 20 more people. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> you take into account the ratio. Yeah. 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 It's fun, though. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's one, actually... I think when it returns to Webster, I think the next one's in Lions. But the the next one in Webster, I believe, is on your birthday. Yeah. It is. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the Oscar Mayer uh Wiener Mobile is looking for a driver. <laughs> okay. It's a full-time gig, lasts for a year. Workers will visit at least 40 cities across the country and attend more than 1,200 events. What, are we sponsored by Oscar Mayer Yeah, we are. Why are you reading that? Because you're a wiener. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's entertaining to me because they have a picture of the wiener mobile. Mm. Mm. You like that? Yeah. Would you like that in the driveway? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to be the pilot of the Wiener Mobile. All right, backing up to uh, birthdays. Yeah. Okay. You know I hate soup, right? Yeah, hot, salty water. I really hate soup. Yeah. I have uh This is a, a Zodiac uh, <laughs> soup soup recipes for your for your Zodiac sign. 
Okay. I don't even know why you clicked on this. I don't know either. You don't care about either one of those things. I don't know either. Well, I feel like I got robbed a little bit. That's why you hate soup. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Aquarius gets Zupa Toscana. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I'm not sure what it is exactly. Uh, Pisces gets lasagna soup. I could be down with that. Aries, which is mine, I get spicy sausage and rice (laughs) soup, which is bullshit. (laughs) Taurus gets chicken noodle soup. Gemini gets Greek avgolamono. I don't know what that is. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Cancer gets Italian wedding. Leo gets lobster bisque or lobster brisket. Uh, Virgo... (laughs) Get slow cooker, potato, and bacon. Hmm. Sounds tolerable. Scorpio gets black bean. Sagittarius gets chicken enchilada soup. Libra gets uh, broccoli cheddar bread bowl. I could be down with that. Only because there's a bread bowl involved. <laughs> and Capricorn, This I feel like I should have been Capricorn. Any way you like it, chili. Chili is not s- soup, all right? Is chili soup? Mm, no, it's chili. Yeah. I like chili, but soup, fuck soup. Well, you're kind of particular about chili, too. Yeah. Like, it can't be soupy chili. Fuck soup. All right. I wish I was a Capricorn. <laughs> Just for the soup? I mean, I can make you that Just soup. Just for the soup. You can eat the soup even if you're not a Capricorn. <laughs> Want to play some music? Yes. Yes, I do. Returning. Back for another song is Morbid Saint with the song Swallowed by Hell, which is the title track off of their upcoming release out February 9th on High Roller Records. And then we're going to head to Germany and listen to EXA or EXA with the song King Terror, and this is coming off of their upcoming release, Left in Shards, out February 9th. And then we're going to go to France and hear Ecclesia with the song If She Floats off of the album Ecclesia Militans. Um, And this is being released on March 8th from Oral Music. One by one, they all shall fall. Their twisted land revealed to all. The end is just beginning. With fists in the air, we will stand up and fight. They'll pay the price for those that fell. Their souls released to burn in hell. Yeah. 
King Terror.
random did you know okay neurotic people live longer studies show those who are often stressed get irritated easily and worry about things tend to have longer lifespans than people who are more laid back Mm, you're gonna live a long time i will be here forever (laughs) i will not (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how opposite you and i are when it comes to that Uh uh-huh but I think we meet somewhere in the bil- in the middle and find balance. There is a balance, yeah. And it's we have a ton of things in common, a ton of the same interests. But then there's certain uh, like personality traits that are complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. But it seems to work. Um. All right, let's talk about bodies. 
That's not weird, is it? No. Do, does something happen to you and you question, like, biologically, if anyone else goes through the same thing? I'll give you an example. When I tilt my head in just the right way, mm-hmm. I hear this very weird noise. The ocean? It sounds like the ocean, but it's actually me hearing my blood flowing through my body. Okay. I had to ask my doctor about it because it really kind of freaked me out. Hmm. So when I turn my head in a certain way, I can, yeah. Mm. Do you do that a lot? I try not to because it's really weird. Hmm. But I found this article. I didn't know the unusual thing my body did was actually not normal at all. And I feel so violated violated by these 19 people who had the same experience. Mm. I won't read all of them. but okay. um, Since I was a kid, I've heard this weird TV staticky sounding rain sticky noise coming from the back of my neck randomly. So it's kind of similar to what I had going on. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like something is draining. I assume that kind of when your stomach growls, it was just a weird body sound nobody really talked about. Well, fast forward to this year and during a doctor's appointment, I mentioned it. My doctor looked absolutely horrified. She'd never heard of it in her life. <laughs> um... After some Googling and reading comments of fellow weird head noise sufferers, it's believed to be the sound of your spinal fluid, though there's admittedly not a whole lot out, I'm sorry, not a whole lot out there on it. Mm. You don't want to tell your doctor something and they look at you horrified. I know. And say they've never heard of it. I that. know. At least fucking lie. Yeah. Say, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's you know, normal. Um, there's a quite a few of these um, it's the same topic throughout the like 19 people thread. Mm-hmm. Um, synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fascinating. This says to me, most things that come in lists like numbers, colors, months have personalities and genders. I can explain, for instance, that six is a very motivated, self-starting young man, whereas four is a slightly masculine woman who is very pragmatic and rational. A lot of people in these threads have this experience, and it's so fascinating to me. Hmm. I would never relate one with the other. Like... Some people say foods have personalities, colors Mm. have personality. I can kind of see like colors Mm -hmm. because you equate colors with feelings and Mm -hmm. that could lead into personalities. Mm -hmm. But there's like four or five that have that in the thread and I've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of cool. This one says I have an internal alarm clock. I can wake myself up by saying the time to myself before I go to sleep and I wake up at that time. Works every time I've tried alarm clocks as a safety measure, but I just wake up before the clock goes off and turn it off. Hmm. That's what I call anxiety, but I mean... I call that bullshit. Uh, This one says, I have auditory hallucinations, but they're music, not voices. It sounds like a radio playing in another room. 
I don't pick the music, nor do I even particularly like what I hear most of the time. It can go on for days and keep me awake at night. Hmm. That might drive me crazy. Yeah. That's like the, the song in your head yeah. that you cannot escape from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not necessarily a good thing, especially if it's a journey song. <laughs> or White Wedding by Will, Billy Idol. <laughs> um, this says I'll have a sneezing, sneezing fit when I eat sometimes. It doesn't matter what I eat. Um, about five minutes after I have a sneezing fit. Is that you? I know. I, I kind of do that. No, I didn't write in. Um, let's see. I think that's about it. This one says my tongue itches when I sneeze. Um. Oh, this is another one. I can taste words. For example, if someone says three, an image of a cupcake immediately comes to mind. No. <laughs> no, they're wrong. This, uh, you'll like this one. My husband had surgery on a hernia and discovered that his large intestines was eight feet long. The average adult intestine is five feet long, so the doctor was shocked. He had to remove three feet of intestine no. because of the hernia. Leave that shit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about your, um, we always joke about this, but your constant, every time you move, there's like snapping sounds. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I have gas in my joints. Yeah. You have nitrogen in your joints, right? Yep. Um, that reminds me of a, an article I saw this week that a U.S. judge allows for the first time a new form of execution. Oh, okay. That's nitrogen gas. And basically, I guess they put like a respirator type of face mask on the person and release nitrogen and it suffocates the person. And um, I don't know. It doesn't matter what the person's name is. or I mean, I, I'm sure it matters to someone, but I'm not going to open the article. Yeah. But that seems, um, I don't know what, I know there's definitely different opinions on the death penalty and all that, but suffocation seems uh, unusually cruel. cruel. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, all right. Uh, you're a bummer. So. I'm a bummer. Uh, we're going to visit grandma, but after grandma... I'm going to tell you, you've heard of the 4F Club? Nope. I'm going to tell you about the 1F Club, and you don't want to be a part of this.
This week, Grandma shared with us uh, Typhoid Mary from Rochester with the song Resolution of Fate, and that was off of their 1994 EP. Very nice. All right, now let's get back to 1F. Are you ready? Um, I don't know. Am I? You're going you're gonna to have to be. <laughs> <clears throat> um, this, this comes from a story... From uh, a woman we'll call Jade. She shared her story on TikTok. In a video, she explained how she went outside after a recent snowfall to take out her garbage 
and on her trash can, she noticed that someone had written one F in the snow. Um, so she went to her TikTok followers, apparently, and asked if anyone, she thought this was weird, and then asked if anyone knew what it meant. Um, Jade was terrified by the responses, um, many of them warning her to be careful. One commenter explained it means one female. They're telling the people who are supposed to rob you or whatever that you're alone and a single female. It's like a... Yikes. Yeah. Um, someone else stated it means you're being watched. Be careful. Um, it means you're a target. So it's kind of all the same... Yeah. Feedback. Yeah. Just variation and intention. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> someone suggested um, wipe that off and put this was written in the snow on her garbage can lid. They, they said write that off, or wipe that off and put 2M representing two males like live there. <clears throat> but I'd never heard of that. It sounds like something from, like, a movie or something. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to be a one. No. F. Nope. Don't want to be in that club. You probably don't want to be a one anything, right? N no, I just want to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> don't write anything on my garbage can, please. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna keep going. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've heard of deja vu, right? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of jama vu? No. So this is um, this is described as the opposite of deja vu. Jama vu is when something you know to be very familiar feels unreal or unfamiliar. Um. This may involve looking at a familiar face and suddenly finding it unusual or unknown. Or uh, they mentioned musicians have this uh, momentarily losing their way in a very familiar passage of music, which I've had happen before. Mm, interesting. Um, <clears throat> What's it called again? Jama vu. I just like the way your mouth looks when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may have had this going to a familiar place or becoming disoriented or seeing it with new eyes. It's They say it's more rare of, of an experience than deja vu. And uns, more unsettling. It is unsettling. I know, like, um, have you ever, I'm pretty sure most people have, have you ever, like, written a word down and think, I know this is spelled right, but it looks very wrong. Yes, or you say one word over and over again until it's completely yeah. unfamiliar to you. You do that to me all the time. <laughs> all the time. And then, like, <laughs> a, a word I'm very certain how to say suddenly becomes, I have no idea. I've heard it wrong so many times that... 
Yeah. Or questionably wrong. But I don't know anymore. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what's it called again? I won't look at your Jamavu. Jamavu. Yeah, I saw you looking at my mouth. So, I mean, when you were explaining it, it kind of made me think of, like, dementia. Hmm. So I wonder mm-hmm. what the difference is between the two. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh. that's how they kind of describe dementia yeah. patients. I wonder if they're related. Interesting. Yeah. We might be on to something scientific here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like the... I'm going to keep saying wrong words and see if you end up with dementia. And we'll find a correlation. (laughs) Just kidding. I would never do that. All right. Let's listen to some music. And then when we come back, I'm going to tell you about nine crazy conspiracy theories about TV shows. Okay. First up is Seltzam Erden with the song Tenebrae off of the album Gundan Kentem Palin. This is being released on February 8th by Chaos Records. Then we're going to go into Origin with the song Chaos. Chaos Moss. Thank you. Maybe. Out now on Agonia Records. And then after that, The Risen Dread from Ireland with the song Betrayal off of their upcoming release due out this year.
I promised you conspiracy theories about TV shows. Okay. So there's nine of them. All right. I'm going to read what they are. And if you're interested, I can explain more about what, what, what it is. Okay. Or we can just bypass. Um, you watch Saved by the Bell, right? Yep. All right. Uh, this conspiracy theory <gasps> is know. that a Bayside High is nothing more than Zach Morris's dream world. That's number one. Number two, the count from Sesame Street feeds on children. Yes. You want to hear this one? Yep. Okay. Even more outrageous is the belief among some fans that Count Von Count is a blood-sucking Muppet vampire who preys on the children of Sesame Street. The number-obsessed vampire's lures kids to his lair under the guise of teaching them math so he can feed on their youth. According to this theory, the count is why the children who hang out on Sesame Street are constantly replaced. Apparently, Sesame, <laughs> Sesame Street's adult residents are in on the count's dastardly scheme too because in the decades he's been on, on the show, they never made an effort to stop him. Huh. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is dead. Toby from The Office is the real Scranton Strangler. Yes. You want to hear this one? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the last half of The Office's nine-season run featured a subplot focused on Toby Flunderson's obsession with the Scranton Strangler, a local serial killer. The Scranton Strangler was first mentioned during Season 6 and was eventually caught after a long police standoff in Season 7. Toby's fascination with the serial killer only increased when he was picked to be a juror on the murder trial. Eventually, the Scranton Strangler was revealed to be a character named George Howard Skub. Toby and his fellow jurors were responsible for sending Skub to death row. During season nine, Toby is guilt-stricken when he admits that the jury might have sentenced the wrong man to die. He even visits Scrub, Scub in prison, who immediately jumps to strangle Toby. Some believe that Toby's extreme guilt is a sign that he is, in fact, the real Scranton Strangler. At that point on the show, they argue he has nothing left to lose. His marriage has failed. He had a young daughter who he rarely sees. His work life is shaking. He's unable to make a go of it when he attempts to start a new life in Costa Rica. What's more, the Scranton Strangler isn't even mentioned until Toby returns to Pennsylvania. Interesting. Never would have put all that together. No. That's... Some people have some time on their hands. <laughs> um, the U.S. government canceled Firefly. I never really watched that show. I don't think you did either. Uh, I watched the first season. You did? Yeah. Gilligan's Island is hell. The Flintstones takes place in a post-apocalyptic future. Um, Jessica Fletcher is a serial killer. Who's that? This is... um. It is believed that Jessica Fletcher 
Angela Lansbury on Murder, She Wrote, mm. is not just an author who writes mysteries, but is actually a serial killer who disguises herself as a novelist and an amateur detective. Okay. I didn't really watch that show. Me neither. It was on all the time, but I would try not to watch it. Yeah. I, I was not into it. Um, Breaking Bad is a prequel to The Walking Dead. I don't really understand that, but... Do you want to hear about that one? Did you want to hear about any of the ones I read previously? Because that was number nine. Um. Yeah, I'll hear the Breaking Bad one. You will, all right. And maybe the Flintstone one, but that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'll explain when we get there. <laughs> okay. Um... <clears throat> Is Heisenberg's blue crystal meth responsible for the Walking Dead zombie apocalypse? At the end of Breaking Bad, Walter White, Walter White's blue meth is becoming more and more popular across the country, even making its way around the world. Some fans think that users die only to rise again in zombie form. Those who subscribe to this theory point to the handful of Breaking Bad references on the Walking Dead. In season... Oh, there's a bunch here. I'll read a couple of them. In season one, Glenn drives a red Dodge Challenger, which looks very similar to Walter White's car. And when Walter White goes to return his Dodge on Breaking Bad, he takes it back to the dealership general manager, whose name is Glenn. <laughs> uh, okay. These are, these are reaches. Yeah. <clears throat> In season two, Daryl is trying to bring down T-Dog's injury-induced fever, so he pulls out his brother Merrill's stash of drugs. Ah, oh, my page is moving around. Um, to see if anything in the plastic bag will do the trick. Picture clear on the bottom of the bag is blue crystal meth. <laughs> Even more suspicious before the zombie apocalypse. Merle used to be a drug dealer. His supplier was described as a janky little white guy who threatened Merle with a gun and said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Sounds like Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, these these sound like real fucking reaches. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go into Flintstones. The Flintstones, all right. The theory is that the Jetsons and the Flintstones exist concurrently. The Flintstone civilization was bombed back to the Stone Age during a nuclear war and was and society was forced to start over. That's why the Flintstones used the materials and animals at their disposal to mimic modern technology. Like when they use birds' beaks to play records, why would caveman cavemen from the prehistoric past need garbage disposals and record players, if not to replicate how their society once was. The Jetsons, for their part, live in Orbit City, a metropolis built entirely above the clouds. Ever wonder what's below Orbit City? Many people believe that the civilization depicted on the Flintstones is happening down on Earth. In addition, some fans suspect that the only thing dividing the Jetson and the Flintstone families is income. Oh, they're going deep with this wow, one. Wow, okay. The Jetsons can afford to live in their fancy new society above the clouds while the working class Flintstones are forced to make do in the ruins on Earth. 
When you consider the time period during which both shows were created, this premise doesn't seem all that far-fetched. After all, both shows were developed at the height of the Cold War during a time when Americans constantly feared a nuclear attack from communist Russia. All right. Wow. Are you sorry you asked? I mean, it's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. Their theories. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've heard crazier conspiracy theories and all that. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I'm done blathering. All right. Are you ready to play three final songs? Yes. Looks like we're starting out in Finland with the band Gothany with the song In the Shadow of the Moon off their debut self-titled release out now on Inverse Records. And I want to congratulate these guys because they have been active since 1993 and they're just now putting out their debut album. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Then after that, we're going to the UK to hear Devastator with the song Ritual Abuse, Evil Never Dies. This is a new single off of their upcoming album, Conjurers of Cruelty, which is out March 1st on Listenable Records. We are ending episode 248 with Panzer Christ with the song Sabbath of the Rat off of the All Witches Shall Burn EP, which is out now on Emancipation Productions. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? 248. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs>